Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here. Joining me in the studio this week is booth. Connor Grimm. See, Grimmy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And we we're just coming off the retreat podcast, and yes. we thought, since we had so many questions that were submitted up the mountain, that we would just continue doing a little Q&A podcast for you because we still have quite a few little papers that you guys filled out and we obviously didn't get to all of them and we were looking through them today and there's a lot of really great questions in there and so we are going to continue this little Q&A series. But Um, first, Connor's got thoughts. I've got some good news. (laughs) The Inside the NBA crew has officially re-signed contracts to do the greatest sports show on TV. It's amazing. I have um, no idea what you're oh, talking Charles about. Oh, Charles Barkley, whatsoever. Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny Smith. Um, oh no, EJ, Ernie Johnson. Oh, dude, it is the greatest, greatest basketball sports show ever. That and is everybody thought good Charles news. Barkley was going to retire, or he was going to go be like a commentator for that. Um, what is it like United Arab Emirates or like um, yes. that, that like Middle Eastern golf league that started? <laughs> Yeah, totally. No, literally. <laughs> it's called like Live or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. No, it's just like it's all <laughs> these like princes in the Middle East who like took their money and started a whole new golf league to rival the PGA. And they've like signed some of the biggest oh, golfers in the world. And they were going to have Charles Barkley commentate on that because he's freaking hilarious. But he said, screw it. I'm going to keep on talking for inside the NBA. So it was Thank a good day. Gosh. Good day. Basketball started yesterday. The Warriors <laughs> beat the Lakers. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. This so. is such good news. Yeah, basketball's I'm back, football's elated. back, and nobody cares about <laughs> baseball. So it is a Aww, good time sad. in sports. Where is like baseball in their season? I think they're in the playoffs. Oh, really? Yeah, because the, the Dodgers just lost to the Padres, which apparently was like not supposed to happen. Hockey's already back, and I feel like they just ended. Yeah, hockey I'm confused. is confused. Avalanche <laughs> reigning Stanley Cup champions. They are. They just beat the Wild the other night, didn't they? No I know clue. that because my in-laws were in town and they're from Minnesota. No clue. That is the end just of my sports knowledge. <laughs> well, think inside the NBA. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Ernie Johnson's a big Christian. I would love to have him come out and talk on the podcast. But yeah, I'm sure Ernie it would Johnson, be... if you listen to this podcast, money, money, money. we'd love to have you out. <laughs> Dude. He's a big fan, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, no, he's never heard of this podcast, but I would love, people would love to hear his story. He has got a crazy story. That's cool. So anyway, basketball. Um, hate on it all you want, but the boys are back. Who was the basketball player you mentioned at service the other day? Alan Iverson? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. He's triggered all over Iverson. again because yeah. nobody knows who he is. One of the greatest point guards of all time. Nobody our, knew who he was. Our sports illiterate generation <laughs> coming up 
Dude, Allen Iverson is just the reason so many things are the way they are. How come that I've never heard of him? And I've only ever heard of like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He never won a championship, but he, oh, he didn't. He competed in one. He like hit but a he shot lost. and stepped over Ty Lue. He was just the he just kind of was like the first ever kind of challenge the status quo is just far as like style and look and play. He, I don't want to say the first, not by a long shot, but he really brought like a specific like street basketball culture to the NBA for a while. And young Connor. I, I wanted to hero. be Allen Iverson more than anything in the world. <laughs> Literally. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, okay. but enough well, about I can't Allen keep Iverson. talking about basketball because I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> so we'll and get started with about these, AI. With these questions. Um, I love this first one. It's super fun. <laughs> Connor is What's our reeling. first question? Um, it is what's your hot take? Uh is that people need to know who Allen Iverson is. <laughs> um what is my hot take? My hot take would be Ketchup on mac and cheese is incredible. Oh my gosh, Connor, no. It is. Connor, no. It is. Have you ever had ketchup on mac and cheese? I don't think ketchup and like cheese go together. That's it's not my think. first thought. That's I mean, I guess think. there's cheese and ketchup on a burger. Yeah. What do you mean it goes together in everything? Kind Name of. one other thing besides a hamburger. Tacos. You put ketchup no, on your no, tacos? No, oh. no, but but like enchilada sauce, like Taco Bell sauce is a is a tomato based but not sauce. ketchup. Yeah, it's slightly different, but the the theory behind it's not. Do you put ketchup on your nachos? No, I put ketchup. I had refried beans and eggs this morning, and I put ketchup on it. <laughs> Incredible! <laughs> so gross. If you have not had refried beans and eggs, you're missing out. So gross. <laughs> Quick, nutritious. I know. Okay, cheese and. Ketchup is one thing, but I for sure know that refried beans and ketchup do not go together. <laughs> There's no way. Pretty tasty. <laughs> Chef Connor over here. What's your hot take? Just putting ketchup on everything. Um, I don't know. Now I'm thinking like food things. It doesn't have to be food. I was. I grew up in a family that drank milk, and I feel like that's kind of <laughs> my hot take is that it's not weird to drink milk. It's not weird feel like to drink milk. I get hate. I got bullied in college. People were like, "You're gross." Because you drank milk. Yeah. And not like an alternative milk. No. <laughs> like I'd have a glass of milk with pancakes or something. That's not weird. No, apparently it's there's lots of families out there that didn't grow up drinking milk. Man, they're and they're lactose intolerant. And they think intolerant. it's gross. You're lactose intolerant. I Do am you drink kind milk? of. Uh, if there's Oreos present. <laughs> yeah. Just being honest, man. I guess I don't really have that many hot takes. Just being honest. Definitely not as interesting as ketchup on mac and cheese. No. Because that's disgusting. But it, No, it's incredible. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. Okay. Is it bad to celebrate Halloween or have it as your favorite holiday? We kind of touched on this in the other podcast, in the live one. Um, um there, there's a lot of like interesting perspectives on this. I would, mm-hmm. I kind of said this in our in our. Uh, I keep on bumping the table. Gosh, um, I said this in our live podcast. Like, if you celebrate Christmas on December 25th, you are actually celebrating the birth of Jesus on a pagan holiday. So you're a pagan and a Satan worshiper. No, I'm. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. kidding. I'm kidding. He's joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, 
No, no. It but Christianity has a long tradition of kind of like commandeering cultural uh, celebrations or whatever, and then bringing more meaning to them. Like, for example, the birth of Jesus. People think, and I don't know how they came up with this. People think that Jesus was born more, I think, closer to to Feb between February and April, February, March, April, like that that little three month span. Um, and so, like, but we celebrate it uh, on December twenty fifth, and it has deep, deep meaning to us. Doesn't make it any any you know more or less good good or bad yeah. because it was a pagan thing that we we hijacked. Right. And so, I here's my thing. Like, I think there's a difference between sin and conviction. Yes. Kind of like Paul talks about, like, or, or Christians, like, all over, like, are are divided on, like, drinking alcohol. Jesus drank alcohol. You know, sorry, Grandma. Mm-hmm. Newsflash. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> you know, Jesus drank Eddie alcohol. Um, but, you know, if you don't want to, great. If you do, it's not a sin unless you do it in a sinful manner, which the right. Bible clearly outlines. But I think it's more of a conviction thing. So, mm-hmm. With Halloween or stuff like that, like what? Where is the line? I think it's a conviction thing. Yeah. If you really personal. feel convicted that watching a show like Stranger Things or watching, I, I don't know, like a murder mystery show or something mm-hmm. like that is like bad for your soul, bad for your spirit, don't do it. Right. I don't think it's a sin necessarily, but like be self aware. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna celebrate Halloween. I'm taking <laughs> my kids out to get some candy. Another yeah, Elsa. Yeah. And a cupcake. Elsa and a cupcake. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like it's it's very much personal. Like conviction is personal too. Like there like some people, like you said, have a conviction they don't drink alcohol because they feel convicted by it. And maybe that's because of something like sin patterns in their past or things like that. And then there's Christians who uh don't really have the same convictions and feel like they can approach it in like a healthy way. And I think there is a healthy way to approach Halloween. Like if you're just yes. taking dressing up and going trick or treating or dressing up as your favorite character from TV, fine. If you're doing like séances and worshiping the dead, it's a little different. So I feel like it's there's just levels. Yeah, like people will have a problem with Halloween, but then they'll have little crystals in their house thinking it's giving them energy and stuff. Right. So Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We're we're a very well, what is the word? We love the things that we love, and we condemn the things that we don't personally right. agree with. But right, all right. So dress up, go dress trick or treating, have fun if carve you want. A pumpkin, and if not, hold a worship service at your house. There you go. Fight the devil on the devil's <laughs> holiday. Uh, next one. Did God create the water in Genesis? Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> God created the water. Manny, God created everything. Yes, Manny gave a message that was like. Here's what here's here's what I'll say, and I agree with Manny. Got uh, we can do all those okay. real quick. The point what he was saying was the point in Genesis wasn't the emphasis wasn't that God created because for God to be God he must be able to create. Mm-hmm. It was that he ordered creation. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the point Manny was trying to make, and which is so good. Yeah, and that's the point of that's the point of Genesis one. Really, is that not only does God create. But he creates an order for things. Mm-hmm. He creates an order from the heavens 
to humanity, to to the stars, to the plants, to like the galaxies and our sexuality. Like mm-hmm. God has an order for everything. Yeah. And so Manny was just trying to say the emphasis wasn't that God created. Of course God created. But it's that God both created and then ordered. Yeah. And then when God's presence leaves something, it goes back into disorder. Yeah. Was sort of his point. So, yes, God created the water. Without God, <laughs> there's no Dasani. There's no design. Uh, this person also asked, does God care about works? As in, like, like well, hold on, faith like, like works. work or like works? Works, plural. Works. Yeah, James. You don't have faith mm-hmm. if it's not lived out. Right. Um, it's easy to say you have faith, but not live like it. Mm-hmm. No, God does care about works. I, he doesn't judge you off works, I don't believe. Right. I, you know, like there's nothing that we can do to earn forgiveness or salvation, but I do think that the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Yeah. And so, yes, God cares about works quite a bit. Your faith should inspire you to do godly things, to act in godly ways. doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're going to be perfect. But if you say you have a faith and nothing about your life has changed, that's faith without works. That's, right. that's a dead faith. Yeah. That's lukewarm. And Jesus would rather you be totally against him because then he can win you over mm-hmm. or totally for him. Then right. kind of ride the middle. Then faith without works. That's a good point. This person also asked, can a Christian have demons? If they celebrate Halloween. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or watch Stranger Things. <laughs> or watch if you watch Stranger Things and you got Vecna. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think so. I don't. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think so. I think that you can be demonically oppressed. I think, yeah. like, I think the devil can and all jokes aside i'm actually being serious when i talk about the devil i think the devil can like there's like there can be like things like a sign to you mm-hmm. in a way of like you know paul talks about a thorn in the flesh some people think that's a physical thing some people thought that was like a spiritual thing yeah but basically like i do think that there can be like demonic oppression or demonic resistance when right. it comes to certain things i don't think a demon can live inside of a christian because the holy it's the right. temple of the holy spirit 100%. Um, I do think you can have like demonic encounters, but I don't think a demon can like live in you. Right. Um, and I, oppression versus. Like, yeah. And you've possession. got the Holy Spirit who, <laughs> yeah. who literally flicked Satan out of heaven and watched him <laughs> fall like a bolt of lightning. So <laughs> while, I, while I think we give demons have demons have power, yeah. they're rulers and principalities of, of this earth. But in some ways, they uh, one, they only have as much power as we give them in some sense. Right. Like people tend to like get hyper obsessed on like demons and spiritual warfare. For sure. And I'm like, there are a lot of other things you should be concerned about. For sure. But they're real. Yeah. And and, and, and demonic resistance and oppression is real. And But you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Mm-hmm. So you're not subject to any of their the plans. Right. And demons are not the same thing as like your flesh. No. Right. Like your yeah, your flesh your is working yeah, yeah. against you. So, and like Connor said, hundred percent like demonic oppression and presence. Like there's darkness that like works against light in our world. But you struggling with maybe some sin patterns might not be demonic oppression. Yeah. It could very well be your flesh that also like works against. Yeah. And is at opposition with the spirit. Or Halloween. <laughs> it's gonna come up this whole freaking podcast. Um, okay, this person, last one they asked, they said, 
after a Christian is saved, can they lose their salvation? We touched on this recently. Yeah. What but do you really think? briefly. I mean, there's lot. this is lots of debate in the world of theology. And there's like the question of like, well, if a person um, like denounces their faith, were they ever really saved to begin with? Um, and I feel like as I look at more stories, like you can – you can go to church, you can do the thing, you can do the church thing, you can be on the worship team, you can grow up in the front row, like the front pew of church, and like be going through the motions. But faith and salvation is like a matter of the heart. Um, and so you, you will see stories of people who are like, I was a Christian, I like went to church I did all the like volunteered was like volunteer worship there every Sunday Tuesday youth leader whatever and then they're like I walked away from my faith and I feel like my biggest thing was like oh well did did Jesus actually have your heart you know like where were you going through the motions or were you um were you kind of, did he actually like have hold of your heart um so I kind of I kind of lean towards no, like I kind of oh, lean really? towards. I lean towards a hundred percent. A hundred percent, you can yeah. like denounce your faith. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. This is how I look at it. I'm not God, and mm-hmm. so I can't judge the sincerity of somebody's choice in a moment. Right. So I have to take this person at their word, mm. and let God be the judge. So maybe in heaven and like an eternal perspective, like if somebody quote unquote loses their faith or walks away, maybe they were never saved and it was never real. But from all optics, it looked real. Mm -hmm. It felt real. You know, they confess Jesus is Lord. They like whatever. And so if I'm just going strictly off of like optics, I know a lot of people. Who, who were in church, confessed Jesus as Lord, prayed for people, at, repented from sin, like yeah. confessed that they were broken and needed a Savior and now don't believe in that. And so, yeah, I think that I'm not going to stand in judgment of their heart, and so I'm not even going to pretend. But if we're just talking like strictly optics and like who am I to judge if somebody's sin- decision is sincere or not? Right. So— I would yeah. say yes, but with like the caveat of like, yes, from optics, not, I don't think that there's, I'm not in a place to give you like an eternal answer. Right. If that makes like they were going to heaven and then and now, they were, and now they're not like, right. I don't know. I know it's so hard. Yeah. These All I know is that questions. they, yeah, they like said that they loved God and, and went to church and served and confessed sin and now they don't. So mm-hmm. What do you do with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, there's two answers to your question. Um, well, we'll see. Yep. That's, a, that's a hard one to know, but um, we're going to move on. This next one, I love this next one. It says, is it okay to seek help through therapy as a Christian? Should we be cautious in finding our identity in Jesus rather than through therapy? Finding our identity in Jesus rather, rather than, than through therapy. therapy. One, go to therapy if yeah. you're a Christian. There's nothing wrong with that. I actually think people can find their identity in therapy more than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like we live in a generation and like a culture who loves our pain. 
Like we yeah. love, like literally I remember I was, I was hanging out with a group of people and we were kind of like introducing ourselves in a circle and it is, it astounded me. And this was totally unprompted. It was like, hi, my name is Samantha. For example, there was no Samantha, but like <laughs> my name's Samantha and I struggle with depression. And then there was like somebody else that was like, my name is, is Carrie and I struggle with anxiety. And I just remember sitting back and just being like, oh, my name's Connor. That's it. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? We've we've created these identities for ourselves based off our pain. That's so true. And that I actually think is the place where therapy gets how how do I say this? Like we can become so we can identify with therapy more than Jesus. Yeah. Now therapy is a beautiful, great, yes. no stigma attached, helpful thing for mm-hmm. anybody. Like especially a Christian. Mm-hmm. Part of our faith is confessing our sin and working through our pain yeah. and realizing that we're forgiven even when we don't feel forgiven and working through trauma. Like that's a deep part of our faith. Um, but I do think that our identify our, our most identifying factor is Jesus, mm-hmm. not our pain and not our therapy. Yeah. While it is an extremely helpful tool, mm-hmm. um, you're more than your pain and your problem. That's and I so and I actually think people struggle with identifying with therapy more than Jesus, more than the other way around. Yeah, that's so good. Jerrica gave a message a while back during our hope series or mental yeah. health series, and talked about like that identity piece of like today we can often be defined by like what like sort of inhibits us of like oh I have OCD oh I have anxiety I'm anxious yeah you know and I. Like you said, it's like we we can tend to like lead with that rather than being like I'm I'm a son of God, like I am a yeah. daughter of the King. Um, so I think that's so true. But I think that like therapy, and I'm I'm careful to say that because I I really do I'm a big believer in like if you're gonna go to counseling or therapy, like you should seek out Christian therapy. Like it should definitely be someone who is whose basis and like foundation is coming out of like scripture. Yeah. Um, Cause you, anybody can give advice and yeah. it'd be good or bad. People can talk you through a self-help thing and it'll be no help to you whatsoever. Right. And so. it, it can be counterintuitive to like what, cause the kingdom of heaven is like almost opposite is like oftentimes complete opposite of yeah. the world. And so I definitely think it should be within like um, the faith but like Proverbs talks about counseling all the time. It says like wisdom is with those who receive counsel. So I think it it's definitely not a, it definitely is okay to seek therapy as a Christian. Like Connor said, like you should. Like counsel is important. Yeah. And it says like Proverbs says like with many counselors people succeed. So you should definitely have that. And if you feel like you've gone through things that you need to to talk through, which you probably have, everybody like especially in young adult years, you're trying to like figure out some trauma that you probably went through in childhood. So definitely, definitely seek out counsel and make sure it's wise counsel. Yeah. That is biblical. And yeah. Don't go to your friends that celebrate (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) There it is again. Okay. Oh, wait, what's the, what's the like? (laughs) You found it right away. I'm impressed. Damn, look at that. The spooky button. That's the Halloween button. Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Connor, okay. This question says, and I quote, Mormons, what's their deal? Mormons. Uh, very, I grew up with some Mormon friends. Amazing people. Incredible people. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, 
a lot of times more more kind and generous than I ever have been. Um, challenges me in my faith, but a totally different faith, totally mm-hmm. different religion. Um, it's not yeah. Christianity. No. Um, and and listen, I could probably like. I probably I can speak from the very little that I know about Mormonism. It's also a very secretive sort of religion. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. I'm not kidding you. Um, so I grew up with two Mormon uh, friends. They're they're incredible, like just awesome. But as they got older, they kind of got more serious about their faith. And I had a friend who was sort of grew up atheist um, or just irreligious. I think he like wouldn't. I think he believed in God or a God, but like you know his family didn't really go to church or anything like that and wanted to become Mormon and, you know, went through whatever you have to do to become Mormon, but they Mm -hmm. wouldn't baptize him in like this certain like sect of like section of their temple Mm -hmm. or something like that. And so it's, (coughs) excuse me, it's just very, it's just very secretive. Um, But I I have like, you know, the Mormons will come and like knock on your door and like want to talk to you and stuff like that. And (laughs) Well, no, like it, they do, yeah. <laughs> they do. Like, um, I wouldn't say that to be funny, but like, but and then a lot of times when they when you say, like, "Oh, I'm a Christian," they'll say, "Well, so are we," but they're not. Like, it's it's different. Di- it's different, different doctrine. Yeah, they believe we believe that Jesus existed before time, was mm-hmm. and is one with the Father. Right. Um, when they say that Jesus is the Son of God, it is the best expression that we have to understand their Trinitarian relationship. Yeah. Not that God literally bore Jesus in heaven as a son. Yeah. But that Jesus and the Father eternally have existed together. Um, they believe that Jesus is literally a Son of God as a result to like right. heavenly sex. That Jesus mm-hmm. and Satan are brothers. We don't believe that. We believe that Jesus is God and Satan was an angel. They're not related. They yeah. are not blood. The devil created Halloween, Jesus Christmas. Um, <laughs> and Easter. And Easter. Um no, but uh but but then uh there's just a lot there's there's a lot. They believe that Jesus is the savior of our planet. Mm-hmm. Not not all eternity and existence. We believe that right. that all things find their rightfulness and salvation within the person and and God Godness of Jesus Christ and His sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, you know. They believe that the the better you do on earth, um, the more rewarded you'll be in heaven. Uh, we believe Jesus says that those who actually it's it's reversed that the poor of the earth mm-hmm. are like glorified. In heaven, it actually says that it's hard for the rich to get into heaven. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot. There's a lot. They believe that Jesus came to America on a on a little pea boat with oars. <laughs> I, I used to play pickup basketball in a Mormon church, and they had like I think it was in like the kids area, and they had like pictures of uh, things like on the wall. And I'll never forget asking one of my friends because there's literally this boat that looked like a green pea with like little oars. And I was oh. like, what is that? And he was like, oh, that's in the Book of Mormon or whatever, like when Jesus came to the Americas, like in a boat. Oh. And I was like, oh, he came in a pee? Like, <laughs> couldn't he just I like. I never heard that. Himself like over there, you know. But no, so I say this all lightheartedly. Mormons are incredible people. They're great. They're they're so kind, so loving. But it is a totally different religion. It is not. It's not the same as like a Baptist and a and a Pentecostal. Right. Right. It, it is you are you are leaving the Orthodox Christian faith right. 
and going into a new religion. Right. It's talk not about a matter Mormonism. of disagreeing about the theology and the interpretation of the Bible. It's a no. matter of it's a completely different faith. doctrine, completely different faith. Yeah. With different different books. The Latter Day Saints. That's literally they believe that there was prophets that came after um, that then added extra. Yeah. Extra beliefs and and books and so that's a i think that's a great way to answer that question of what's their deal <laughs> what's their deal they like halloween <laughs> gonna run that that's gonna the, be the transition every time gonna run that into the ground <laughs> okay this one also love this one um i was raised catholic really strict devoted catholic or devout catholic Parents, I am hesitant to tell them that I am a Christian. Any tips on how to tell them? I was not raised Catholic, <laughs> but somebody else in this room was. So maybe uh, you talk about that. <laughs> I was raised in a very Italian Catholic home, like very traditional Italian Roman Catholic. Um, and in college, when I was 21 years old, I went to a young adult ministry. Shout out to young adult ministries. Yeah. Um, and had an encounter with Jesus, gave my life to the Lord, and became a Christian. And uh, had to go through that same thing of telling my parents, like, hey, I, I don't want to go to Mass anymore, and I'm actually going to go to this church. And I, I think I like am figuring out what I believe about the Bible and my faith. Um, and it was definitely hard. I feel like in the in Catholic, Catholic, wow, uh, religion— a lot of it is about tradition, um, and I think that's a big thing with my parents. Is there was, it was most of it for them was about like tradition, and that was really hard um, for them to to cope with. That I I was not Catholic, and I was now a Protestant. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, and so that is really hard, and, and know that I there are lots of people I feel like I talk with on Thursday nights that have similar stories. Um, but I honestly, I can just say like, try to be as understanding, um, of their, their, um, maybe trouble with it as possible. I think I did a really bad job at that. And I was really headstrong because I like kind of got saved and was so on fire. And I was like, I know this is right. Like, I know this is truth. Like I've had an encounter. Um, and I think I, I missed out on an opportunity to actually be really understanding of like. Everything that they know, I'm now kind of, and like have known to be true, I'm now kind of challenging. Um, so I say just approach it being like as understanding as possible. And um, man, that that is tough. I didn't handle it perfectly for sure. I kind of was like, peace out. I know more than you, <laughs> yeah. which I definitely have, um, definitely wish I could have handled differently, but approach it gracefully. Um, try to just share truth um, rather than like challenge. Um, that's kind of the best <laughs> advice I can give. But yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good though. It does. Um, the, this is uh, kind of in the same vein. How do you navigate church hurt? Oh, uh, okay. I've I've got my little spiel on this. I'm gonna be quick because I think we talked about this too in the live podcast. Yeah. Um, at retreat, differentiate uh, church hurt and like church correction. Yeah. Um, when you submit yourself to you church, so 
Well, it's true. Like when you yeah. submit yourself to a church, you correct like a, a good way. Like you are you're submitting yourself to accountability to the leaders and also to your peers. Um, you know, Christianity is a together faith. We we walk this out together, and so. There's a difference between your pastor or your friend being like, hey, you're sleeping with your boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't think that's best for you. And then and you being like, that's church hurt. No, that's right. that's them trying to lovingly approach you in a biblical way that you might disagree with. Right. But church hurt is like true forms of like abuse, manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and also here's the thing too. Church hurt might not have been directly done to you, but – there could be church hurt from a pastor that you looked up to who went in and had an affair and like lied yeah. about it. There could be church hurt from a pastor or a leader who um, left the faith and like says they don't believe in this anymore. And you're kind of like questioning everything because they like spoke into your life or maybe they mishandled money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to have church hurt. I, like one differentiate, is this church hurt or is this somebody trying to like lovingly bring me in to uh, a, a, like accountability and repentance. Yeah. Two, people are human. Jesus is the only perfect person. Mm-hmm. And so if your pastor hurt you, your pastor hurt you, the church didn't hurt you. That's and, good. and here's why I say that. Like because God loves the church and even if you have a lot of pain that's very real and I'm not at all trying to minimize anybody's church pain, the church is still the best plan for your life. Community and faith is still the best plan for your life. Worshiping God together is still the best plan for your life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that the devil loves more than people who have been, quote unquote, hurt by a church, either legitimately or illegitimately, and then try to be solo Christians. You are his favorite target to go after. Right. Um, And so separating yourself from the body. Yeah. Recognize that, like, if I'm your pastor at Young Adults, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to say something that isn't right. I'm going to do my best to study, to pray, to hear from God, and then I'm going to make a mistake. Yeah. Um, if I hurt you, one, I apologize, but two, talk to me. Right. Um, hear my heart. Hear my intentions, and let's work this together. But Red Rocks didn't hurt you. Young adults didn't hurt you. Right. Like You still need church, mm-hmm. even if you've been hurt by a person in church. Right. That's so good. And it's I love the differentiation of like there is such a thing as church hurt. Like there is real manipulation. There is like real things that can happen that are like actually pretty traumatizing. And then there's correction. Yeah. And like if you were told like, hey, you you can't lead worship because you're living with your girlfriend and you're like, this church hurt me. Or like you were told like you had a, a dream or a desire to, to speak or to be in a certain leadership role in there in a church like it's like no, I don't no, see that. No, I don't for you see right that. Now. Yeah, or maybe you applied to intern. Um, this happens here, and we're told no, or maybe we're told no after an internship. I'm sure those things hurt. Yeah, but though that's not really that's not church hurt. Yeah, no, there's... that's that's yeah, it's not even discipline. That's just there's so many there's... decisions that go into things like right. that. You know, right, and and blaming a whole. Like a whole body, a whole part of the body of Christ for like really personal things that probably did hurt you, I think doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, And I said this up at retreat, too. I feel like it's really easy 
to like once we feel personally hurt, like with things like that, that aren't maybe that are separate from like actual manipulation, abuse, things like that, um, betrayal, things that just like hurt our feelings. It's really easy to then get really bitter towards like the act, like towards like a Red Rocks church or wherever, whatever church it was and like blame and be like and start to pick apart yeah things that they do be like oh well they they sing these songs and they don't do this and they do this and things like that and pick apart the church and the pastors and the and the services and things like that and man i said i said this up at retreat as well we we touched on this a little but i like we have to remember that like that is still jesus's bride yeah like and to whatever level and degree you judge, you'll be held to the right. same standard. Right. So don't be hating on worship songs <laughs> and then be twerking to Nicki Minaj in the club because <laughs> that standard's coming right back for you. Right. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I think we have to be so careful how we talk about, like, Jesus' bride, you know? It's yeah. like you can say what you want about Church, like churches like Hillsong or whatever, it's like that is still part of the body. Yeah. And you, Jesus died for his bread. And he told people to run it. Yeah. And he gave offices and like positions to run it, knowing that people were imperfect. Mm-hmm. So if you have church hurt, one, we're genuinely sorry. We're not trying to yeah. like defend it or minimize it at all. Um, but we are like, there is a reality of like, we still believe the church is best for you, your faith, your yeah. walk. Figure that stuff out with with the person who hurt you. Bring in friends and accountability. And then if if you just can't reconcile, go to a different church. But yeah. don't abandon church. Right. Got like God loves church. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's good. Okay. This I love this question too. You picked some good ones. Um, how can people experience the Holy Spirit more often in their life? Don't celebrate Halloween. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, no. Uh, I, do, do the basics. Yeah. The foundations. Like pray, read mm-hmm. your Bible, create space for God to speak. I've been right. going on walks in the morning because I have to to take my dog out. And, <laughs> but but I intentionally. Yeah, I used to like listen to podcasts or like scroll on my phone. Wow, sorry. As I was like, uh, as I was like walking him in the morning, like checking email and Instagram and stuff like that. But I've just like left my phone at home and and walk him. It's like fifteen, maybe twenty minutes max. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's those simple practices right. of like reading your Bible, praying, um, and just just creating space. Right. You know, stop. Like, put your phone down. I bet you one of the number <laughs> one reasons. This is me. Like, I'm not pointing a finger. This is me. Like. The reason that I don't hear from the Holy Spirit is because I don't give space for it. Right. I'm always on my phone or watching a show, you yeah. know? So I love that. I think we overcomplicate it sometimes, and we think it's always going to be like this gust of, like, big moment. But it's like the Holy Spirit, like, lives inside you, and it's just a matter of, like, leaning into it. And it's yeah. not always going to be, like, this crazy moment where you're weeping and you're, you know. Yeah. It's, sometimes it is, but oftentimes it's, like, it's just hearing and giving space for that. Love it. Okay, second to last one. How may I go about continuing to get to know people that refuse to get to know me? And in parentheses it says my future parents' in-laws. Or my future, yeah, future parents or slash in-laws that are refusing to get to know them. Okay. Is there a second part to that? There, It, does, it says the facts. I've been with my girlfriend, soon fiance, for a year and a half. 
And it says, parents make false assumptions about me being with their daughter. Oh, this is tough, man. If we're talking specifically in-laws here, here's what I'll say. As a father to two daughters, it is important that whoever wants to date slash marry my daughter, we don't have to be best friends Mm -hmm. or like have the closest relationship, but there needs to be like honor and respect there. Yeah. And so I think it's your job to go out of your way even if it's not reciprocated, to try to show honor, to show respect, if you feel like there is um, a false narrative about you, mm-hmm. maybe ask her parents to sit down and be like, hey, here's some things that I think you believe about me. Here are some things from my past that I think you might have gotten wrong. Here's the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, If they are old school or not even old school, if they're like, hey, we don't want you living together and you're living together and I feel like that dishonors us, you got to be ready for those talks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like they're they've got a standard for their kid. And even if their Mm -hmm. kid is not living up to their standard, you if you want a relationship and you want to honor that you maybe you have to have some hard talks with your girlfriend slash fiance. But I think if they're, if you want a close relationship with your in-laws, you've got to put in the effort. You've got to have those moments, those talks and transparency. And even if it's not well-received initially, I feel like you just showing up, you being honest, you sitting down and wanting to clear the air will have to go and make some progress, yeah. if that makes any sense. For sure. Yeah. And those relationships are, like, tricky. Very tricky. Like, blending personality types and families and things like that like that's difficult and I think my husband actually did a really does a really great job at this because my parents can be (laughs) kind of difficult and maybe weren't super open to Jake at first because they like didn't know him we didn't I didn't bring him around a lot (laughs) when we were dating and then all of a sudden it was like we want to get married um and I think the best thing that he did is he just kept like having so like just showing up and like having tons of grace and just like proving himself. He never like fought back and was like combative with them and was like, you know, he just kept being like, well, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to prove to them by my actions that maybe things that they think about me might be wrong. Um, So yeah, I say definitely like, hopefully there, there, if there is like actual like false accusations, there can be like a conversation where you can um, sort of set the record straight. But I would say Definitely just keep, don't be combative. Don't like create more strife. Just prove them wrong with actions and love their, their daughter. Well, that's going to be the best thing. That's what you would want. Yeah. Cause you would just like, that's what would show the, like, I think the difference all the more is if you just keep loving your future fiance. Well, it says soon fiance. So maybe you're engaged by now. Maybe so. You're listening to this. If so, congrats. <laughs> uh, that's a great question, though. Um, okay, we got last one. How do I approach my non-married partner about abstinence? We both follow God, but I don't know the best way to approach it as soon as possible. Yeah, if you both follow <laughs> God, I, I'd hope it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Um, no, I think I think you sit down and you're just like, here are my boundaries. Yeah. Here's my here are my non-negotiables. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. have sex till we're married. I'm right. Not gonna fool around until we're married. Like point blank. Like mm-hmm. 
And there's no room for, for, for like, compromise. Right. That. You know what I mean? And doing that, like, I feel like it's establishing those boundaries early, as early as possible is really important. That way it leaves no room for gray area and there's no back and forth and questioning and um, room for, like, temptation. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I think, like, if you both are following Jesus— and you've submitted your lives and you've submitted your sexuality and you've submitted like all of that to if you've if, if as a follower of Jesus you say you follow God it, that if you are all in on Jesus then while temptation might be there cuz hopefully you know you're attracted to one another <laughs> like um there is a greater rule like it in play in your relationship and that is we want to honor God together, and so we will be we will be sexually pure. Um, I hate even saying sexually pure because that, that makes me think of like purity culture. Yeah, we'll just we'll just honor God with our yeah, with our with sexuality, our with yeah. our choices, with with what we allow ourselves to do, like where we allow ourselves to be. Like, um, you know, maybe you don't be over at their house or their apartment super late at night because you know right. that you're like tempted, like. You got to like if you really want to honor God in your relationship, sometimes you got to be a little extreme, not to be a prude and not to be hyper religious, but just to know yourself yeah. and, and 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 to avoid any opportunity to mess up. So, yeah, I think I think it starts with just a clear conversation of like, hey, I'm all in on Jesus. Mm-hmm. No offense more than you, you know, yeah. like love Jesus more than I love you. And that's a good thing. Um, so I'm going to choose to honor him more than like you know, maybe give in to a moment with you. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. That is the end of our Q and a podcast. The ones we kind of had left over from retreat. Um, Yeah. We had a lot, a lot of them were kind of goofy questions. Like why did they put ice in the OJ? Or does God have a big toe? (laughs) Yeah. A lot of those, (laughs) Um, but we sifted through the rest and tried to get, um, I I don't think we really skipped over a ton. There might've been one or two that were a little repetitive that we tried to like consolidate. Yeah. But for the most part, those are the majority of the questions that were asked. And so thank you guys for participating in that. Thank you for writing amazing questions. Um, We love doing Q and A's. One, it makes our lives easier. And two, it just helps us know like what you guys are curious about. For sure. And so as always, Send in questions. Yeah. Like keep d- sending us your questions. DM the Young Adult account on Instagram, which you can follow us at at Red Rocks YA. Connor uh, never remembers. Our I always want to say dot com after for some reason. <laughs> like I'm sixty. But yes, yeah, send Rocks us your <laughs> send us your questions. You can also head to redrocksya.com. We have a space there where you can submit questions. We always want to know what is on your guys' mind, what you guys are sort of fielding, and it gives us a gauge on what you guys are going through. Yeah. In life. So definitely submit your questions always, especially if you there was one up at retreat or maybe something that brought up in this podcast that didn't get answered, send us a DM. Reach out. Um yeah. let and, us know what you're gonna be for Halloween. Yeah, there you go. If you're going to celebrate that <laughs> He holiday. had to sneak one more in there, one more Halloween joke in there. I'm going to be a disciple. I'm going to be a disciple. <laughs> Does Ezra want you to dress up ever? No, she could care less. She's the Elsa, she's, and that's all she, she cares about. She is the point of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. It's true. She's uh, the main character. <laughs> she truly is the main character. Yeah. Um. It, well... Hopefully, if you are celebrating Halloween this uh, October, you will join us 
at Thursday nights at Young Adults. Yeah. Um, we meet every Thursday at our Lakewood campus. Um, at 7 o'clock. At 7 p.m. for a message and some worship that is catered towards your season of life. Um, so be there. We'd love to meet you, learn your name. Um, and as always, for everything Red Rocks Young Adults, you can follow us on Instagram, head to our website, um, and we will keep you updated there. But for now, we'll see you guys again for another podcast in two weeks. All right. Love y'all. Peace out.